Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome. New year, new podcast episode, because we haven't released one in a while. <laughs> but I'm very excited. I'm very excited. This is going to be a fun one. This is going to be a fun one. So obviously, we apologize for the long break, but we're both very busy. Busy girls. Yeah. And, and also, um, we don't owe you anything. Mm-hmm. We don't. Dom. We don't. Who's Dom? Yeah, Dom. <laughs> but, um... I mean, our, our school breaks don't line up either. So yeah, it's, like, hard. Because, so like, like, Abby was home, I wasn't. Then she was in Hawaii, and I was home. And then we had, like, a week. And then it was, like, everybody's going back to school. So I go back tomorrow, actually. And Abby's already at school. So it's... Now we're going to get back into it, you, you know? go back tomorrow? Yeah, I move in tomorrow night. Like, the regular move-in day for, like, most people is Sunday. But I requested early move-in because... Like, I don't want to move in on Sunday and because we have class on Tuesday. So I want, like, a few days to, like, just chill and not have to worry about That's smart. hustling up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I moved so. in. Well, I moved back in, like, five days before my actual mm-hmm. quarter even started because I was like, I need to just fucking, like. Yeah, how have your classes been? Because you already started your classes busy like fucking really? busy. i have so many like projects that i have to start on already i also have a math class mm-hmm. which is uh, shout out to my that stem bitches like this is yeah, that i'm was me struggling last semester. <laughs> no because i took a um it was basically a like kind of like it was kind of chemistry but not chemistry it was like fake chemistry for like fine arts and business majors and mm-hmm. it was the worst i hated it even though like it was yeah. probably one of the easier classes that I took, I still hate. I just don't like science, and um, yeah. And this semester is gonna be rough for me because I just declared a double major now. So goes on you. <laughs> no, I know, but like here's the reason why. So I did two years of criminal justice and then went to the journalism program, but I found out that I only need twelve more mm-hmm. credits if I declare it as like a secondary major instead of like a regular one. So I only need four more classes and two of them can be any level, any elective in within like the department. So I could take like a 1000 level class and it will count. So I was like, it would be kind of dumb for me not to do it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. I could probably honestly figure out something to do too, but it just, it sounds like so much work. So kudos. It's not like a, too much because I've, three semesters left and it's four classes so i could either do one one two or i can do like three like spread the three classes out and then take like one over the summer or the winter so i'm not like too overwhelmed like i'm taking like an elective in criminal justice this coming semester so i take six classes instead of five but i i don't know i don't think it'll be too bad but we'll see i might be crying like in the second week of school <laughs> yeah next podcast episode you're like i'm fucking i'm like in tears i'm like guys okay but oh that's our little life update <laughs> i want to go right into the current events because so much stuff has been happening recently mm. a lot of uh, award show season is up and coming we just had the golden globes happen yes. so if you watch the golden globes i didn't actually watch them but i was on twitter looking at the highlights you that's know what, what I, do now. I wish I wish I didn't watch it and I just got the highlights on Twitter because it was honestly, like, aside from, like, I, when I watch an award show, I really only fucking care about the fucking awards. Like, I want to see people mm-hmm. win their awards, get their speeches. I hate all the, like, in-between fiddle jokes, haha, because they're never funny. I, 
I agree. I agree. I think I hate the little like gags they do. The only time I've ever liked the gags is like when it's like Chris and Wig and like Maya Rudolph. Girl, do you have your vibrator on or something? What is the vibrating? My phone is ringing. I'm sorry. <laughs> my roommate was calling me. <laughs> no, my vibrator isn't on, Abby. You fucking bitch. Like, okay. <laughs> but um, getting back. <laughs> what? That was the most unhinged statement. Of course, it's my phone. What? I don't just have a vibrator sitting just, underneath figured, my desk. <laughs> I figured I had to make a comment on it because people listening are gonna be like, what? The- what is that sound? And you know what? They might assume that it's a vibrator, so it's better for you to clarify in the moment. Okay, okay. Bitch, my oh my god. But moving on back to the Golden Globes, I wish that they would just get rid of it. I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah, it, out of all the awards shows, it's kind of like, like I, I, you didn't watch it, but there were literally four people that won awards that weren't there. Like that's a mm-hmm. lot. Like that's a lot of people. Who, like I feel like if to you're not gonna, be on an award show. Can we tier list the award shows real quick? I think the like yes. Oscars are we is doing one. like EGOT or like are we including Golden Globe? Oscars is no, number one for me Golden just Globe. personally because I just like movies the best. So that's the one. Okay. I also think it's um, taken the most. Oscars seriously. is number one for me just because I personally like mm-hmm. movies best. I mean, in the past five years, it's kind of been... But, I mean, I still... Like, that's the one I care about the most. I feel like it matters the most, Next too. I feel like is... if you walk around and say you want an Oscar, it's a bigger deal. You know? Mm. Next for me... Grammys. Mm. I don't know I if agree. that's controversial. For but, me, it's either Grammys or I mean, I like Tony. watching and seeing, like, the music performances. Me too. To really? Because that's, like, where people, like, <laughs> start promoting their albums, I feel. I think they're tour. So yeah. So I get excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Tony's is up there for me. I just Honestly, feel like, I don't know why, I just yeah, feel it. Like... Do you know what I mean? Like, the Emmys, like, I mean, I feel like it was yeah. Tony Emmy for me. Emmys are bottom. Emmys are bottom. I think Golden Globes are below Emmys. I think Golden Globes the worst one. Well, I mean, I I was, I was going, I was going EGOT, and then I was gonna go Golden Globes at the end because if you like, come on, there's a reason that those four are the big ones, and the Golden Globe is not included in it. Yeah, true. But um, going into like the highlights of who won the awards, Angela Bassett is the first actor to win a golden gold for marvel which is huge but i don't care about marvel yeah that much. um like, too much but i care more about i Bassett. think i think perhaps i think perhaps that is the only acting award that marvel is gonna get and i think people are probably like oh her winning is gonna set a precedent to take marvel movies more seriously it's like no it's because it's angela fucking bassett it's not because it's a marvel movie like it's, cause it's she just because it's angela bassett not because it's a marvel movie yeah exactly yeah and then ryan murphy won a lifetime award which i didn't even watch the speech abby watched the speech but apparently it was long as fuck jake i was literally like me and my friends were sitting there like 
is he really still going like there were some parts of this speech where i was like okay yes slay like he oh my gosh this is so bad i forget the name of the actress but she won for pose last year and since they MJ didn't Rodriguez. like air the golden globes yes mj rodriguez she didn't get to accept the award and she mm-hmm. was literally the first like openly trans person to win that award and so he was like can we just take a moment and like clap for her and recognize her and i was like oh that's actually very sweet ryan murphy mm-hmm. but then the rest of it i was like okay ryan i'm tired like just say you made glee get get a nice little clap and get over it move on yeah um yeah, yeah Michelle so that Yeo was winning probably was another highlight I, that was when i took my bathroom break <laughs> <laughs> And then they tried to fucking play her off, and she said, "I'm shut the fuck up." And I said, "Good for her. Good for her." They need. I think that's another thing award shows should see. That's what I hate. Like when somebody like people off. Yeah, I hate it. Well, because you waste the time with the jokes, but like, I think you should only play somebody off if they're going like a drunken rant. When Michelle Yeoh is having her moment, why are we playing her off? Or Jennifer Coolidge, too. They were playing her off at um, the Emmys, right? Was it the Emmys? Where did she win? Yeah. They played her off. She She went for White Lotus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. If they didn't do all those stupid jokes, they wouldn't need to play people off because there would actually be time for those people to give a speech, you know? That's what I'm saying. It was also also funny. The one person that like kind of like went on long where i was like wow i'm surprised they didn't play him off was um steven spielberg but then i was like oh they didn't play him off because it's fucking steven spielberg like <laughs> no one's gonna no one wants to play well, that man steven off. spielberg is like infinitely more important than the golden globes ever will be yeah like the fact that he Very showed true. up is impressive i'm impressed that he showed up to that award show um the, real quick, like super quickly, because I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. Ben Affleck was in Medford serving at a Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru, which when I saw this, I, I you know when I saw it Facebook? He I first serving. saw this on Facebook. He was <laughs> serving, but um, it was for a Super Bowl commercial, apparently. Okay, whatever. Like, I'd okay. like to think that he just wanted to work at Dunks, honestly. Well, because people were That joking, man loves Dunks. You see, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, because like, <laughs> All the paparazzi pictures of Ben Affleck, he's holding a Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee or a Dunkin' Donuts yeah. like bag. Or a cigarette. And honestly, I can't, those those I can't are his two him. items. I was I was joking with my friends that like because Medford's so close, like I would imagine like if I drove up to it, I honestly don't think I would recognize him. And like I know what Ben Affleck looks like, but he just looks so natural in a Dunkin' Donuts that I think I'd just be like, Thanks for the chai man, and he'd be like and I'd be like, this makes me wonder. I'm not what giving other you a tip. Would look, <laughs> what other celebrities would look normal in like a Dunkin' Donuts drive-through? <laughs> oh, I, was, I, I thought you were just saying other places. I was gonna say Ethel Kane at a Panera Bread. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Abby, I was showing my boyfriend that video last night because I've watched it like seven gazillion times oh since you showed me. It's one of the funniest it's videos so I've ever seen in my because, life. Because like I rewatched it the <laughs> night after, like we we were talking about it, and I literally did like quote it word for word. I was like, Jesus Christ! Like <laughs> you literally nailed it. Ooh, I was watching that a little too much, wasn't I? But I said, for our Liza, listeners, for context, yeah, I'm Liza. already quitting. 
for context some uh, evel kane who's like a singer that me and abby really like went on her instagram live and somebody's like how is your shift to panera bread <laughs> and she's like liza minnelli came in and asked for macaroni and cheese and, I said, <laughs> and like wow she's and she said bitch you're getting fired and i said liza i've already quit <laughs> Funniest, her delivery no it's her delivery is yeah. like my favorite part she, yeah she... and then in the comments it's like address the latino rumors why is that you too many times jake you don't understand abby literally oh, hold on let me go my phone real quick i need to show you where is it it's literally Other... in my favorites mm. on my phone. It's just the most of other people that would like make sense of like seen. fast food chains. Azealia Banks at a Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> you did not. No, she would run that Burger King like the fucking Navy. <laughs> you know who else? I feel like. I she feel like Aubrey Plaza. So good. Wouldn't Aubrey Plaza be? I feel like she'd be at like a Chick Fil A. Um, except she supports gay people, actually. So I feel like a lot of gay people work at Chick Fil A. Every time I've seen a Chick Fil A, I'm like, <laughs> that man is gay. <laughs> Wait, hold on. This I'm is trying to think of like. I'm trying to think of. It was great. Liza Minnelli came in. She said, "Hello, can I get a macaroni and cheese?" And I said, "Liza." The way she says quit is so good. She's like, quit. She really, like, I'm trying to... drives it home. Who's... Give me the first white twink um, actor that comes to your mind. Frankie Grande. He works at Starbucks. Uh, like, ask whatever. Kyle. Ask Kyle. Does, Kyle, Kyle, does, <laughs> does Frankie Kyle doesn't Grande work at Starbucks you? anymore. Why? I, it's a big thing. I don't want to... Okay, we'll, we'll 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 R.I.P. Kyle said, Okay, anyway, 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 anyway. Um, Megan, the movie Megan, um, has had an amazing opening weekend, and because it had such amazing opening weekend, apparently, it already has a sequel in the works. Which I feel I like they already hear. had on the back burner and they mm -hmm. knew that it was going to be a hit and they were just waiting to be like, cool, we got our money back. I knew back. it was going to make a lot of money. Like, I knew people were gonna were already interested because of the memes. I didn't expect the critical, like, praise this movie got. Like, that's one thing I didn't expect. It's, it's so well it's received. Very, it's very, very self-aware. Like, I, like best, when you watch the, the movie... movie. You will be like, yeah, it, it knows that it's not fucking serious. And, like, if you go in expecting to see, like, an actually serious, scary horror movie, like, that's on you. That's on I you, I feel girl. like if you watched the trailer and thought that, though, you're dumb. Because literally Megan was doing the most slay dance <laughs> in that hallway I've ever seen. I, I was actually, I actually was in such, like, like, I wish I, I want to go see it again. Because I went at a weird time just because, I went at one thirty in the afternoon because that was the only time that works for me. 
Um, and the theater was, was just empty? full of the weirdest. No, I wish it was. It was like a family, a family with a kid that was like, I was like, I don't know if he is old enough to see this movie, but whatever. Okay, mm -hmm. just go to the back. And then this, like right before the movie starts, this I assume couple walks in, and the girl literally like goes to sit right in front of me and my roommate Holly, and I'm like, why the fuck would you sit right in front of us? The entire fucking theater is empty. Was it not like an assigned theater, like No, theater? it's not an assigned oh. seating theater. I was what like, theater is it like what kind of theater? It's a it? it's AMC, but my AMC oh, doesn't okay. have recliner seats. I, yeah, yeah. Um, I got you. But literally, like, they chose to fucking sit right in front of us. And I was like, why? <laughs> and then the dude dropped his phone, and it's an Android, so it, like, shattered into pieces. He was picking it up and shit. And I was like, Jesus Christ, man. This is too much. People need to learn respect in a movie theater again. Bring back yeah. respect in movie theaters and Broadway shows, because people don't have respect in those either. Yeah. But our last current event, um, Abby can take over because it's her little spiel about that. Um, Ari Aster has released a trailer for his new movie, Bo is Afraid, and it looks really, really good. I know some people don't like watching trailers before, but I mean, this trailer really doesn't, I don't, like, I don't know what the fuck this movie is about. Like, it's a really good trailer. Um, mm -hmm. And it looks like Mr. Aster is going a little more experimental, which I... Mm. 100% am on board with I hope he took the money from his like you know he took that hereditary that midsummer money and he was like I'm gonna go fucking crazy I hope that's what he did I haven't seen the trailer I'll watch it afterwards and it's good I, I, I really like I don't think that it is like gives away anything mm -hmm. but check it out in a trailer I like to know I like to yeah. not know <clears throat> I love that Okay, so now we're going to get into what this podcast episode actually is about. Since 2022 has reached its conclusion, me and Abby thought it would be a great idea to give our top five favorite movies um, that we saw that came out this year. Abby saw uh, way more movies than I did, but oh, I definitely on. saw let a me, few. Let me tell and you And we're ready how to many rank them. I saw. I, I have a lot of honorable mentions just because I did see so many movies this year that mm -hmm. I was like, oh. I don't want to just include anything. I think I, I saw, saw like fifty-nine 10. films. <laughs> Ooh, girl, get alive, girl, get alive. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Girl, I'm kidding. this is my fucking major. This is my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Fuck you. That I'm kidding. Mean. I'm joking. I'm sorry. That was mean. But um, I'm sorry, but. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for this one. The way we're going to do it is we're each going to like climb our list from the bottom. We're going to switch off to build suspense. So Abby can start with her number five. And we also have honorable mentions mm -hmm. that we'll reveal before our top spot. So Abby will yeah. start. Okay, my number five, which is, it's no surprise that this movie is in my top five because I literally talk about it all the fucking time and I dressed up as her mm -hmm. for Halloween, is Pearl. I love, love, loved this movie so very good um i liked x i'm an x defender i know some people i, I like a lot of people i, I like talk to are kind of like oh, i don't really like x blah 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 but i liked x um but i mm -hmm. i loved pearl so much more i loved it so mm -hmm. so much um she is so me i i she get her you. she gets me 
we see each other. <laughs> um, but on like a more like I I think beyond just like you know it has a lot of horror elements to it. It's a little less like uh um a slasher movie and more like a character sort of study. Sort of like I feel like if you took like a slasher like Freddy or Jason or someone like that mm-hmm. and you sort of focused on like why they became that way and stuff like that um it's sort of like a nice little crazy character study um Mm -hmm. and i also don't think we see too many female anti-heroes if you know what i mean like we definitely don't as 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 protagonists like there are obviously like female anti-heroes that are like side characters in a movie but like to have one lead a movie i think is a very interesting choice and i think mia goth is just like a force to be reckoned with like she is she is so good crazy insane actress she is so good she deserves have you because i saw x i haven't seen pearl okay well she gives a literal seven minute monologue like one one take monologue in pearl that's so so good yeah well, because I was late to the party with, like, the X whole... Like, X was making its waves on Twitter. Abby was obsessed with it. Then Lena, our other friend, became obsessed with it. I just well, had, me and like, Lena came obsessed with it. it at the same time because I saw oh, it Oh, sorry. I Lena. forgot you saw it together. But I watched it. I forced it. her to go. <laughs> I watched it with my boyfriend, and I really, really liked X. I have different thoughts on it than Abby, I think. Me and Abby talked about it a little bit. I think we agree on some things, but I a little bit difference but um i really liked x i haven't seen pearl yet but mia goth plays the same character in x because pearl is a prequel so she plays like the older version of pearl she also plays two characters in x which is like crazy enough but i will be watching pearl i'm really excited for that yeah i think yeah i was even debating like putting this one a little bit higher but the other movies that can't that i have before it i just like I love, love, loved so, so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I really, I have a, I need to rewatch Pearl. I like, I haven't watched it, rewatched it in a little, in a hot minute. Um, but it's just like, if you haven't watched it, even if you don't like horror movies and you haven't watched it, like, I still suggest watching it because I think it doesn't have too, too much gore. I mean, it has gore, and it has really good gore, um, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's too much. I think it's more focusing on, mm-hmm. like, the scariness of, like, the per- like of the, of the person themselves, rather than, like, ooh, scary, spooky, like, instead it's just, like, no, this woman is, like, fucking losing it. Yeah. And I love that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay. So, my, um number five um my fifth spot for my favorite movies is scream 2022 it's just called scream which is one thing i hate about this movie i will say from the get-go i hate that it's just (laughs) called scream so i put in parentheses scream 5 because even like in promotion like i literally would see parentheses scream 5 and i'm like why wasn't this movie just called scream 5 but whatever so while none of the scream sequels will ever be the original scream which was so big for the time it was just something so original that had never been done before it was like making fun of itself and it was very like self-aware 
which is like one of my favorite things when movies do that when they're very self-aware about what they are the fifth screen movie that came out this year it did add something new to the franchise like i didn't i was worried going in that it would feel like the same thing like over and over and over again but it did like bring like some new stuff like the new characters which like includes jenna ortega um mason gooding is in it for a little bit from Booksmart, who i really like him as an actor too um the girl who plays um tara no that's john ortega the other sam sam's the other main character i thought she was really good she was really strong actress so one thing i was worried about was disliking a lot of the new characters but i actually really liked them and i really liked how they contributed to the like the lore of the franchise like they weave them in with like pre like things that have happened previously so they didn't feel like pointless to me like i wasn't like oh i don't care about you like it made sense mm-hmm. and like one thing that i was worried again that this movie would feel pointless i was like oh why are we making another screen movie in 2022 but like they sort of make fun of like how like the new jamie lee curtis like halloween trilogy <laughs> evil with, like, guys it's tonight ha- yeah where it's just <laughs> called halloween they make fun of that like the, the, like the characters literally talk about the idea of like a requel so it's like a reboot sequel so they like make fun of themselves so I loved how they were able to like make fun of like the whole like the way the horror industry is like going on today with like all these stupid like reboots that like are like pretty much just like worse versions of like the original. Plus I just love Jenna Ortega. I'll watch anything with her in it and she's in the movie and she plays yeah. a very good um she basically recreates like the Drew Barrymore scene from the original Scream which they always have in the beginning but she does it beautifully chef's kiss for jenna ortega Mm, might i say something controversial i thought the new scream was kind of mid um (laughs) i i didn't i didn't love it um i honestly like either but i I, I think i think out of the like scream franchise it's probably like the middle for me like it's it's OG Scream, Scream Four, Scream Two, and this one are tied, and then Scream Three just sucks. So, <laughs> for me, I think it goes Scream. I think it goes Scream One, then Scream the Scream, and then Four, Two, Three. No, Four is so good. Oh, Miss Emma Roberts, four. she she gives, she serves, she gives. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think this one I don't know it just felt a little too much like it was trying to be like look we, we're trying to be like the original scream and stuff like that and I think mm. spoiler alert for people who have not seen this scream I, I don't know it it aired March 2022 if you haven't seen it like that's on you but I, I don't know I didn't like them killing off Dewey <laughs> See, I get I... it I get the point I get the point I do but I didn't like how he sad. died. I didn't like how he died, but I appreciated that they killed him off because I felt yeah. like at this point in the franchise where you have a fifth movie, you needed to like kill off like a really like important character. Like there's no way after yeah, like, like this long that somebody like that's how I feel about Stranger Things. Like there's no way all these teenagers don't die. We're on like round five of like <laughs> disaster. And you're telling me like all these like 14 year olds live like absolutely not i'm sorry 
it's like the same yeah. thing like i get really I mean, frustrated with again that. i get it they have balls for doing it because it's kind of like insane to kill off a very loved character but it made me sad i cried i cried in the theater i was like what the fuck why would they do that <laughs> Just made me i get it i get it like i'm not saying this like the best movie by any means i didn't watch a lot of movies in 2022 which kind of was made it made it hard for me to like pick my favorites but i mean i watched it on my flight to spain i appreciated it for what it was i thought it did a way better job of like the reboot stuff that's been going on like halloween i agree i agree it's definitely it's definitely one of the better reboots that has happened and i'm excited for the next one because they're doing like um scream in new york which i think is a very very cool concept because i mean they've done like slashers in new york like i think it was jason in new york and he's just like like, on like the subway just like pushing people over and it's fucking hilarious (laughs) i want i want something like that like give me the fucking camp give me new york camp mm-hmm. yeah so moving on to abby's fourth movie it is bones and all i the saw this movie girls or was it no he's good in everything don't come for him he has have you seen him. that tweet have you seen that tweet where his agent was like he has an audition for anything in seven years that was which you know what i Timothee believe Chalamet. i think no he's a i know actor. his agent was saying that as like a good thing and i believe it too mm-hmm. he's he's a hot I, ticket i believe he's it a hot too ticket. So, but that makes sense because that would mean that call um call me by your name was probably the last thing he ever auditioned for yeah because i call did me the math by your name came out <laughs> in 2016 so yeah mm-hmm. um that makes perfect sense to me it does um but anyways back to bones and all i saw it twice i sobbed hysterically twice um i just like i've seen people like put this on their worst movies of the year of the 2022 list and i just have to say you don't get it this movie wasn't made for you it's not for you like i've literally seen people be like oh like how could they promote cannibalism and I'm like, well, movies aren't actually fake, believe it or not. They're not real. It's not a real thing. Um, and also, you like, it's a metaphor. A really good point. It's a metaphor, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I, this is, like, a huge thing that I think about constantly. Like, I just have to mention real quick. People always act like art. Like, there can't be, like, bad characters or, like, like characters always have to be like morally like correct and i'm like yeah you're missing the point of like art like people can, like, like if they're a bad stories. character they have to like stop halfway through and be like what i'm doing is bad just remember that yeah it's like we can't recognize that bad people exist yeah like i can make a movie about a bad person and i'm sorry and it'll be good but, i mean and these characters despite them being cannibals aren't bad people they're like morally gray kind of people is the whole thing um and i think you know it's less about i think a lot of people expected this to be like a i actually expected it to be like a lot more gory than it was and i was actually Mm -hmm. very pleasantly surprised to find out that it's more like it's it's very much like um a love story type of thing and i think Mm -hmm. both timothy and taylor do such 
a like beautiful job of guiding the audience through that story um i think their acting is really like the standout of oh sorry i'm hitting my microphone everywhere oh it's sort of this <laughs> the standout of the whole movie um and i just i don't know like every single time i watched it i just like the last have you seen it yet i haven't okay well the last scene is extremely fucking emotional and i Mm -hmm. literally like it gets me every single time and i think you know it's very powerful for a movie to like really get you to feel that emotion every single time even though you know what's gonna happen yeah yeah i've been interested in the movie i haven't seen it yet though it's not any on any streaming stuff right it's only I don't think it is yet. I yeah. it was in theaters around like November and stuff. I think mm-hmm. probably around Oscar season they'll pro- they'll probably put it on something. But probably, I bet it's just it's very it's very good. It's sort of like um a period piece too because it's set in Reagan era America, mm-hmm. and I think it like sort of touches upon like how people felt during that type of era as well mm-hmm. so it's very it's very cool very pretty to look at too it's a very pretty movie yeah i okay. feel like when i think about period pieces i'm so like absorbed by like the victorian era movies that are constantly in circulation but i don't ever think about when like um people like talk about movies from like and they make them within the last century i don't even think about it as like a period piece in my brain even though i should but regardless so my fourth movie is nope by jordan peele which me and abby saw together with lena so that was an experience Mm-mm. yes we did no i saw, saw it with together. dom and erica and then you saw it with lena a different time oh i thought you came with us no remember correctly i remember because me dom and erica Sorry. had like um, <laughs> there was a moment in the theater where erica <laughs> was choking on popcorn and i meant to sound sincere and ask her if she was choking but i accidentally said it really meanly so i turned to her and i go are you choking <laughs> like i was being a bitch to her so you know like, why no, i thought i saw it with you because i heard that story and i mixed yeah. up my brain but because you told me about it after yeah i saw it in imax yeah oh that's right i'm it's all it's all coming back to me now yeah but good jog your memory but um (laughs) me and abby have a whole um podcast episode about nope which we like really dive into the nitty-gritty of this movie because we loved it so much but i so i'm not going to really go into any spoilers or anything about it just because we already did a whole episode about it but it's basically Jordan Peele's take on, like, an alien invasion and, like, what that looks like. And it focuses on, like, a brother and sister um, at their, like, family-owned um, horse ranch. And um, I love – we've talked about this in the episode, but I love how the whole, like, film is about spectacle and how it really feels like a blockbuster. Like, I wasn't expecting that going in. Like, it is such a – it's such a big movie. Like, so much is going on. I love it so much. It's really rare you'll see a horror movie do that like with like the mcu and like all these like big like franchises like unfortunately (laughs) being like such a big thing i feel like every time i see a horror movie it feels really small like i'm like okay like this is it but like this felt just so big 
Plus, it also has really good characters, themes. The writing is super strong. I felt like the dialogue between um, the brother and sister um, was so, like, realistic. Like, I really believed their relationship. The actors sold it for me. And Kiki Palmer is the highlight for me. I just love her. I loved her character. Baby, I loved that's her performance. Kiki Palmer. Beautiful. Baby, <laughs> that's Kiki Palmer. So, yeah, that's my number baby. four. She's mm. having a baby. She's pregnant. Have a baby. She is. It's Mm -hmm. time for my number three. Number three. Which is Triangle of Sadness. I've Um, never heard of this movie. Okay, let me give you a little synopsis. So basically, it's like these rich assholes, (laughs) rich people, they go on this um, cruise and it just kind of like you know it starts off like fine or whatever but then it just starts going Mm -hmm. like downhill like there's a night where there's just like so much fucking like extreme waves and stuff and (laughs) this scene is really gross and disgusting but it's also very funny like all the rich people like get extremely fucking seasick so they're just like throwing up everywhere like there's one apartment where a lady's like (laughs) throwing up on a toilet and then this ship like sways so much that she just is like going throughout the bathroom cabin it's really it it sounds so gross and it is so gross but it's like one of the funniest fucking scenes i've seen all year (laughs) woody harrelson is in it and he plays a communist ship captain it's hilarious hilarious um Anyways, they eventually get uh, stranded on an island, like a couple of the people, some some of the mm-hmm. people die, um, but a group of people get stranded on an island, um, and so now, like, they have to learn how to, like, there's one person um, that gets stranded that was one of the workers on the ship, so she's mm-hmm. the one who takes control because she's the only one who can actually, like, care for herself and doesn't rely on others to have to tend to her every will and need um so it's sort of like a role reversal thing where the rich people have to like now you know depend on this woman and she gets all the power and stuff she actually um got a golden globe nomination for best supporting too and her name in the movie we don't care about her name in the movie is abigail i was like oh win for the abigails everywhere love it yeah um but I think it is perhaps one of my favorite commentaries on social status and class divide. It's just like, it's, it's just extremely fucking accurate. Like there's this one particular scene where one of the rich people is like, she thinks she's being like nice to the workers on the ship. She's being like, mm-hmm. everyone stop working. Let's have fun. Let's go. Everyone has to go on the water slide. And she's, like, not, like, letting the workers have the choice. She's like, no, everyone has to have fun. They have to go on the water slide. So literally all the workers have to stop doing their jobs and go on the water slide to appease this woman. And I just, like, it it, it felt so accurate of, like, rich people, like, Mm -hmm. thinking they're doing something nice for the workers. But they're literally just, like, yeah. yeah, yeah um oh that's the worst and then again the second act of this movie where like the insane waves are happening and like uh, everyone's fucking throwing up is like one of the best second acts of a movie i've ever seen it like Mm -hmm. after that i was like five star five star movie um i'll have to watch it i actually i it was very funny because i saw it at um scad film fest 
And <laughs> what they do at the film fest is they block off like the good seats in the theater for pass holders. So those are like the rich people that pay like extra money to like be able to go into like any of the screenings and stuff like that. And they get mm-hmm. better seats and better treatment and stuff like that. And I just think it's like so funny that they're laughing at this particular movie because I'm like, you're part of the problem. <laughs> like, why are yeah, you like laughing? You, like, that's you. you. Really <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm allowed to laugh because th- this is not about me. <laughs> Shouldn't like the students be sitting up front? You would think, but they like, the care people that pay a lot. the tuition to scan. Yeah, they they care a lot yeah. about um the money and like the donors money and stuff like that so whatever but i just i i thought it was very funny that they saw this particular movie that's very much about class divides and there was a literal fucking class divide in the theater i was like okay (laughs) cool it's almost almost (laughs) glad to see the meaning is lost on you yeah yeah like how life is real yeah um, I don't think this movie's on any streaming service, but I do know you can rent it. Um, but it's great. It's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my number three is actually one I'm surprised I didn't see on Abby's list. Because I know she actually liked this movie. It's Barbarian, which was a horror movie that, like, quietly, like, released in theaters, didn't really get a lot of promotion, and, like, it got, like, huge in comparison to his budget it did so well just based on word of mouth like people were like you have to see this movie it's so crazy like it's one of the best horror movies in a long time like go see it especially funny that like two out of five of my movies are horror movies but so i watched this movie when it came out on hbo max after abby had already seen it and she recommended it to me and it was just like everything that i expected to happen just like went a completely different direction like i literally like going into this movie the best way to watch this movie is no, like the trailer is perfect because it doesn't reveal yeah, anything I... about like the spoilers no. like it just it basically just lays down like the concept of what happens in the beginning it doesn't reveal any like shots from later on in the movie so basically the like short plot summary i'll give is that this girl named tess um, I forget where it is. Is it like Detroit area? Yeah, it's she, Detroit. It's, so specifically Detroit. like Detroit. Mm-hmm. So she goes to Detroit and she is renting out an Airbnb in like a not so great area for some reason. I don't remember. I think it's a work related reason. And she goes to the Airbnb and somebody is already there staying there. So it got double booked. So this guy, Keith, is staying there and he is basically like, oh, I also booked it on a different website. So they both booked on different websites. Hence how it happened. And he's like, why don't you just stay until we figure it out? So she goes into the house with Keith and they both spend the night and the time in the Airbnb. And it's basically about what happens inside this house from that point on between these two characters and another character who eventually is also connected somehow is like little like scattered. Who's played by Justin Long. Justin Long. And he is so good. He's a scream queen. He's a scream queen. queen. But like like i said like this is like one of the first movies i've seen in such a long time where like you i see something so crazy happen like the most insane shit i've ever seen in a movie and then like i'm like oh it's probably gonna happen this way and it literally doesn't (laughs) and 
just like i loved how like this entire movie was isolated to one house like that's another reason i love like it reminded me a little bit of don't breathe i don't know if you remember that like yeah yeah that yeah came out, like six years ago mm-hmm. where it was also with, isolated to one with, house. uh dylan minette mm-hmm. <laughs> yep so i just <laughs> i loved Hansen. it so much i'm not gonna go any further into the plot you just have to see it and you will not regret it if you're a horror movie fan or just a thriller fan too that's another thing you should think about yeah this one like literally it was like one away from being in my honorable mentions like i really did genuinely Mm -hmm. love this movie and i think it is so cool how it like it literally got popular because of word of mouth like which Mm -hmm. is such a cool thing that i feel like doesn't happen very often um these days with movies um but yeah, I saw it in a theater too. And like literally it was, it was a fun theater experience because like Tess would be doing something like very stupid. And literally you could hear people in the theater being like, oh my God, this stupid bitch, don't <laughs> fucking do that. <laughs> and also I yeah, just, um, I, I don't want to s- spoil it again for people that haven't watched it. But um, when Justin Long's character came on, me and my friend Kelly cheered for him because we love Justin Long. I love Justin mm-hmm. Long. I think he's great. His character is not the best in this movie. So no, um, he's when I <laughs> at the end of the movie, I was like, I feel bad for cheering when he appeared. Now, um, that was not for his character. That was for Justin. I love you, Justin Long. Yes, we love we love Justin, but not the character he played. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, we're getting close. We're getting close, Abby. Two. Two. Um, my two is nope. Um, <laughs> I feel <laughs> like this is ob- like it was obviously gonna be in my top. I actually just recently watched it again. Um, on my airplane to Hawaii, and it was actually a great airplane watch because like the plane ambient noises kind of mixed with like the ambient noises in the movie, mm-hmm. and I was like. Ooh, fun <laughs> fun new experience <laughs> um but i mean again like jake said we did a full episode on it and my opinions have not changed on it in fact i think i've grown to love it even even more than Me when too, i originally talked actually. about it in the podcast i just i truly think like like you said like we're not getting horror movies of this scale like recently they've been more like smaller budget like horror movies tend to be smaller budget just because of the nature of what it is um but to have such a big budget horror movie and to have it feel so full and like again like i saw it on imax and it was a a wicked cool experience seeing it in that environment um just i jordan peele's fucking he fucking rocks he's the best i love him Mm -hmm. so much um and it's just it's such an amazing movie it really like you you don't expect what's coming from it he does sort of a really cool twist on it and i think i feel like okay <laughs> i feel like recently a lot of people have like since get out came out a lot of people have been like oh we have to make a horror movie like get out and jordan peele's like i already made get out i'm gonna make even cooler fucking yeah. horror movies <laughs> like uh, i'm not like he's not like a one-trick pony you know which i think well, I like, think a lot of people perfect. wanted him to be like, a one-trick pony. Get one. Out's great. Get Out's amazing. Yeah. And he realized that, like, cool, I already made Get Out. Let me make something completely fucking different. And he did that with us. And then he did that again with Nope. Like, I just, he's mm-hmm. a director that I get so excited to see what he's doing next. 
he's probably like my favorite director he's like one of the only directors where if his name like usually i'll go for an actor if i mm-hmm. really love an actor i'll be like oh i should watch this movie jordan peele is the only director where i'll see his name attached and i'll be like i have to watch this movie because i love how he usually writes it as well mm-hmm. i which it always is so good he is such a good writer and i love how he doesn't repeat himself every single movie has a different approach, a different purpose, a different theme, a different character dynamic, and he has repeat actors in his movies. Yeah, like Daniel I, I have a f- is- Daniel. Kalu- Kalu- him and Daniel Kaluuya work so well together. They they should always collaborate forever and always. And his characters in Get Out and Nope feel so different. They're like yeah. not even close to the same, which I love. Yeah, I I just think like people are going to keep trying to copy jordan peele like obviously we got people trying to like ride the get out train like i honestly think don't worry darling was kind of riding that same train Mm -hmm. um but jordan peele is just like on the next fucking stop like he is literally like eons ahead of these other people and i feel like in the next couple decades we're just gonna have you know other people in the horror genre trying to recreate what he's doing with each of his new movies and I just don't think they have the same creativeness that he does. He's just, mm-hmm. I just want to meet him and be like, you're so cool. I love you. You're so cool. Oh, <laughs> I want to talk about horror movies with him so bad. Me too. Anyways, honestly. yeah. Nope is my number two movie. It's just fucking awesome. It rocks. If you haven't seen Nope yet. It really does rock. You're a loser. You have to. You okay, have to watch it or else you'll be a loser. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so my number two movie, when I saw this movie, I loved it, but I didn't think it would be, like, my number two. Like, I grew to love it more and more. Do you know what I mean? Like, I saw it in theaters. I was like, that was so Mm. good. Like, that was so awesome. And I thought, like, other movies would beat it, but it never did. Except one movie, obviously, my number one. But, like, (laughs) like, this is very high for me. It's The Batman. I never thought in a million years (laughs) that, like, a superhero movie would be in, like, my top honestly it's one of my favorite movies like it's my favorite superhero movie i think i think it's one of my favorite movies period it's my favorite superhero movie and that's because it's not treated like a superhero movie i think the biggest mistake with superhero movies is it's such a big thing now is that they're all treated the same it's all about we have to put in a joke here and they're not treated as like characters they're like shells of human beings and for like cgi like action and like just like literally like a, it's just to get our attention and with like flashing yeah. lights like that's what it i mean like obviously it's and not i all also superhero movies but still it, that's what it feels like to me sometimes yeah and i also feel like a lot of superhero movies sort of stray away from the actual content they come from the comics and i feel like mm-hmm. this one like it stayed very very true to like the comic batman which i think is fucking yeah. sick as fuck so going into yeah so going into the batman i was unsure about robert pattinson as batman when he was cast not listen i was always behind this man i will it's not because i didn't believe in him as an actor it's not because i didn't believe in him as an actor whatsoever i just thought because of what i've seen robert pattinson in before i was like i probably won't prefer his batman I was like, he'll do his I own take on it, and I probably, it just probably won't be my thing. Other people probably love it, probably won't be my thing. And I was proven wrong. I will admit, I was wrong. 
good. I he's my favorite Batman actually, without a doubt, because I've always thought to myself, like Christian Bale's Batman is like obviously most like iterations, <laughs> yeah, but they're like ladies men. They're like so charismatic, like pretty much like Bruce Wayne himself doesn't have issues. Like Batman and Bruce Wayne feel like entirely separate personas, but they treat Batman in this movie as one. Like Bruce Wayne and Batman are one, which like makes so much more sense considering all the mm. trauma that he's been through his whole life. So like people I've heard a lot of people like in online discourse about this movie after it came out were like, I didn't like his Bruce Wayne, but I loved his Batman. I hated how like emo and like sad bruce wayne was like why is he like that and i'm like his parents were murdered he has no actual like social life besides talking to alfred he is secluded in a cave like (laughs) any like anybody who is like that will not have like good mental health like yeah it was very i love that aspect and they also make it very clear like that this is like him sort of coming into batman like he has not Mm -hmm. been batman for a long time like this is him sort of like establishing his batman persona so like obviously like bruce wayne and batman are gonna like blend into each other sometimes because he hasn't established himself as like this you know figure this hero like he's like the whole movie is literally about him learning to separate these two people and like learn his like morals of justice and stuff like that yeah you know whatever some people just ignored that (laughs) no literally and like I don't know like I just loved my favorite thing about this movie which I think makes it so rewatchable like I never get tired of rewatching this movie like I don't like sit through the Batman and be like okay this is dragging it's such a long movie it's almost three hours long or I think it might even hit it's like three hours yeah yeah it doesn't feel like a three-hour movie at all Mm -hmm. and the reason why is because like I said it's not treated as like a superhero movie it's a crime drama mystery you're given at the very beginning like an un- like a mystery which is the riddler which is a whole other Talking brilliant out. aspect of this movie and you're solving the crime like with batman like every step of the way it's like okay we have this clue now we're going to go here it's very linear it's perfect the way it's written i love it i love how they go from one place in gotham to the next i also another thing i love about this movie is like the setting the way they do gotham oh, is the so production good. design oh yes and one thing i love is like the believability like you see all these like side batman characters like being in the movie together and they all have like a reason for being there so it really felt like its own universe like mm. catwoman was there and she had a reason to be there the penguin was there because he's involved in all like the crime like mob family shit you have like you know falcone because he's like one of the biggest like mob bosses like all these characters are here because they're all players in like the plot like that's one thing i hate about mcu movies is like in like one mcu movie all this shit is going on and you never see like i'm always like what are the other characters doing i'm like (laughs) the world is ending and nobody else is coming i'm like this makes no sense to me do you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but Oh my god, and fucking And then if they do introduce another character Zoe Kravitz was so good I knew she was gonna be such a good Catwoman and she served so hard Mm, Yeah 
life. Oh, that's all my thoughts on Batman. Watch it if you haven't. You're missing out. The practical effects to her peak. Everything yeah. was done perfectly. Like Colin Farrell's makeup. Mm. They really yeah. disguised that hot, hot man who made him that. Yeah. Impressive. No notes. Okay. Here are my honorable mentions. Like Again, like I said in the beginning, I have quite a few honorable mentions. And I'm not going to spend too long on them. But I just watched so many movies that I was like, oh, I don't want to not mention these ones. Um, The Batman. It was it was my sixth favorite it almost made it on there girly was fighting to be on there but i was like oh no i just love these ones more um but i still love it uh the whale if you haven't seen the whale yet gorgeous amazing amazing movie brendan fraser i love you um after sun i actually just watched this one recently it's paul mescal um and it's it's so good like i i I, the ending the ending hits ya. It gets ya. Um, and it, like, reminds... It, like, Paul Mescal right now is booked, booked and busy, and it's because yeah. he's fucking great. He he's great in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Banshe- Banshees of Inishirin. This is on HBO Max right now. Um, if you haven't watched this, you should watch it. It won quite a few at the Golden Globes, and um, I do think it will be a big contender at the oscars so mm-hmm. it's like um it's like a dark comedy very good colin farrell if you if you liked him in batman you'll love him in this because he's actually hot um, mm-hmm. it's very good um tar which has kate blanchett which i believe she's going to be fighting michelle yo for this oscar um for best actress because she does an amazing fucking job in this it's like I'm rooting for Michelle Yeoh though. Yeah, like, I, need I know, her to win. I know. I I'm like in a battle because those two are my mothers, um, and I don't mm. want them to fight. But they both did amazing in their movies. Um, oh, I hate when my mothers have to fight. Yeah, my mothers have to fight. But it's it's if it's hard. It you know some people will like it, some people won't. It's a very long sort of movie that's very slow. It really does not get to the inciting incident until like an hour in the movie which is very oh my god strange for a movie but i really really liked it um top gun maverick <laughs> i'm so shocked I, that this is in my honorable I, mention i saw this movie three times this year jake it's like <laughs> it's so good it's, it's so weird. good it's so like one that i was like oh i'm probably gonna like be like oh ha, ha, hot man blah 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 but like genuinely i was like fuck i really like that movie <laughs> um the story was so good. It's really good. This really um, good movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my last honorable mention is Bodies, 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 which is a horror comedy um, that is super, super good. And it has Rachel Sennett in it. And I love Rachel Sennett in anything she's in. Mm-hmm. Also, just really good cast in general. All right. Those are my honorable mentions. (laughs) You gotta do your number one. Just go right into it, and I'll do my honorable mentions at number one. Okay, okay. My number one is... Everything Everywhere All at Once. I mean, I feel like you could probably guess that, considering I didn't mention it in my honorable mentions, and it's not Mm -hmm. in my top five yet. Um, It's just... It's just such a good movie. I... It's just God, amazing. This like staying power of this movie already is insane. It like to think that it came out early, early twenty twenty two. Like 
I think mm-hmm. March or February even 2022, and it's still like everybody is yeah. still talking about it. It's just like I just remember like the first time I watched it, I walked out and I cried the whole way home back to my dorm because I I like it's just so good at connecting and being so original. Like it just stands out mm-hmm. so much among so many of the other movies that like even really good movies that I saw that came out this year like I cannot say a single movie I've seen this year is like everything everywhere all at once where it just it throws everything at you and all of it fucking works for me like the mm-hmm. acting the production the production design on this movie is fucking insane and so good like I think it is insane for a movie to have a scene with literally two rocks with googly eyes that don't say a single word and it brought me to tears like that you gotta have a really good movie for that scene to work you know (laughs) yeah yeah i i mean i feel like everyone is talking like everyone this year has i've barely seen everyone anyone this year that has seen this movie that hasn't liked it it's just so good no everybody i've i know that has seen it has not said a single bad thing about it yeah and i just i really hope yeah i really hope that you know going forward it sort of inspires a lot of people to, you know, light that creative fire and invest in the more zany and creative movies that, you know, might not work, but like they really, really do work. Like stories like this, just if there's, I think if there's a good and so heartfelt story at the heart of something, then like if you do crazy, insane things, like it's going to work at the end of the day because you've got a good story at your heart mm-hmm exactly people worry too much about like the little things and i think like like you said like the core of it is really what matters most yeah you can overlook like little things but that's what matters mm-hmm. okay my honorable mentions which i'm gonna actually add in real quick because abby mentioned <gasps> i forgot top gun maverick is definitely my honorable <laughs> mentions this was a movie yes! I went in expecting <laughs> so, it to like listen, me and Abby are no, both in the, the, the LGBT community. <laughs> We're literally so and I was not expecting a movie with Tom Cruise number one leading it and just being about guys in the military, like off like yeah. almost it really brought me to tears. Like I don't care like, about <laughs> the military, honestly. Like, but I like I did like I can't the sus- the suspense in the last scene when I thought Maverick yeah. like died, I was like, No, who did it? Who did it? Like I like I knew in my brain I'm like, there's no way that they're gonna Tom Cruise would let them kill him off, you know? But like literally in that part no. I was like, Wait, did they? Like <laughs> not only is the story so amazing, the production and the amount of stunts and like work that went into this movie is alone deserving yeah. of mentioning on my list so that's say you my want mentions. say what you want about mr scientology but he he's gonna do his stunts he's gonna do his he, stunts. He bought a, he's gonna he, make he a, the rest of the cast do their stunts yeah mm-hmm. okay <laughs> love that so my next honorable mention is x yeah. which I really liked this movie. There was so much hype around it. Again, I'm always late to literally everything. <laughs> and I watched it literally like within the last month, I think a few weeks ago. And the only reason it didn't make it into my top five, because I really liked this movie. 
the only reason it didn't make it in my top five is because it took a little too long for me for like the plot to really like pick up like the movie is under right under two hours nobody dies and or nothing really like happens like conflict doesn't actually begin until an hour into the movie like the group arrives at like the place that they're staying at where like the setting will be for like all the the, whatever massacre like terrible things about to happen but like the actual like like conflict doesn't happen (laughs) until an hour in and i was Mm. like it's taking damn don't watch tar then (laughs) there was one scene like when they started there's a scene where like they're literally singing landslide by fleetwood mac and i'm like i appreciate this but it does not need to be in the movie like this is so unnecessary like why is girl from pitch perfect out here singing landslide by fleetwood mac because she's from pitch perfect she had to sing something i can go off queen i love miss another thing Brittany snow oh my gosh yeah Brittany murphy i loved her in this movie also another thing about this movie they had a really interesting like theme surrounding like religion and like how it like twists like people's perceptions of each other that like i felt like wasn't explored enough like they very much like touched upon it in the beginning where like the characters are talking about their views on sex and like like their own body like it really like grabbed my attention i was like this is really interesting like i haven't seen like a slasher film really like talk about this kind of thing because you see it in slashers all the time like a lot of the girls are dressed very like more provocatively and like the guys are you know there's a lot of sex going on in slashers and i was like oh this is a really cool twist on like something that seemingly has been done before but then they kind of just like left it like halfway through the movie and like just at the end they had like a little like flashback to it with something on a tv and i was like oh kind of wish it was brought in more but other than that i loved x i loved all the acting the writing it was really good yeah i wouldn't be surprised if they explore the religious stuff more in maxine i feel like that like that's my theory that the maxine is gonna focus more on that that could change my perception on this movie you know what I mean? Like I mean, yeah, sequel, I think change Pearl it. changed my perception on X. Like, I watched Pearl and mm-hmm. I, then I watched X again, and I like, I I don't know, I like X. I liked X a little bit more, I think, because yeah, Pearl kind of enhanced it a little bit. Yeah. Um, my next one is actually one I wasn't again wasn't really expecting to be mentioned. Werewolf by Night, which was a special like presentation, like it's a forty-five minute, like special that was released at disney plus by marvel and i really enjoyed it it's like an isolated storyline about a bunch of monster hunters coming together after like the leader of their cult dies and they have to compete for like the like basically like being the leader like the like they have like a jet like a talent like a um what's it called a talisman Mm -hmm. they have to compete for it after he passes away and the whole thing's in black and white it's the characters are all really interesting um it was really fast paced because it's only 45 minutes i thought it was really original all most of the effects are all practical because they're paying homage to like vintage horror so like the makeup on like the werewolf looks very similar to like you know like the old werewolf movies or like even like michael jackson's like thriller which i really enjoyed (laughs) i was like oh like it's like but I was like, oh, this is really cool. Um, so, and it didn't even feel like a Marvel like project. So like, I was like, oh, Sly, like this is cool. 
So I might have to check that's that why out. it's not my top I, five. I, yeah, I haven't seen that. It's not like the best thing I've ever seen, that. but I was like, oh, this is really fun. The music was good too. That was yeah. another thing. The music was good. Cool, and cool. the next one, me and Abby saw with Lena together. I, it's not <laughs> More even like, like Abby forced Jake and Lena to go see this movie with her because no, she didn't want to go true. alone. I wanted to see it too. But don't lie, you don't lie I don't even me. know if I don't I I have to just talk about this movie because we have yet to talk about it on the podcast. I don't even know if I'm putting it here because it's good or not. Crimes of the like Future. It. So this movie is the most insane I, I can genuinely say this most insane movie I've ever seen. Oh girl, so you have just movie, barely dipped into Cronenberg stuff. So the plot of this movie is there's like a fu- it's a future, right? Where yeah, it's crimes surgery, of the fucking future. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So basically, people perform surgery like in front of people. It's like a performative art and it's like sexual. Yeah, surgery is the new sex, baby. Yeah. It's gory. It's kind of gross. This guy has like a bunch of like tubes attached to him to keep him alive. Fucking Kristen Stewart's in it for some reason. Yes. And she kills it. Don't even lie. She kills, she kills it. it. No. She was my favorite part of, of that movie, honest to God. She was the best part. Yeah. I the movie I walked out questioning literally <laughs> my life. I was like, I can't tell if that was the best movie I've ever seen or the worst movie I've ever seen. I don't know if I want to see a movie ever again. I don't know if I want to sit in a movie theater. I was like, I don't know if I wanna ever go to a doctor's office again. I don't want to see a scalpel <laughs> ever again. It just, it was crazy. It was absolutely bonkers. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Um, I was actually really excited for that movie, and I really actually did not like it. Uh, the director, Cronenberg, he, he does a lot of body horror stuff. Like, he kind of pioneered mm-hmm. the genre a little bit. Um, and, and honestly, like, I don't know, it felt kind of tame for Cronenberg. Like, he literally, <laughs> he, <laughs> he literally has another movie where, like, people get into a car crash and then because they got into the car crash car crashes make them horny now (laughs) (laughs) so and then like i don't know there's just i i don't know it just was a letdown for me personally but i like kristen stewart again she was great she killed it i loved it she was awkward but like in a way that's so good but she was like kristen stewart awkward like she like plays yeah but she worked it yeah yeah she did you better work okay Kristen. we're gonna get into my number one my number one Uh, totally unexpected it's everything everywhere all at once (laughs) what no way what (laughs) so this movie i actually saw in a vintage theater like lowell has a vintage movie theater so it's like the best movie going experience ever like i love i just like seeing this movie in that theater was so good there were not a lot of people the seats are super nice. It just felt very, like, picture perfect. So, just my thoughts. This movie completely sets itself apart by doing something that's very, like, hard to do. Not only is it, like, really original. Like, the story is so... I'm th- There's no other movie like this. But it's, like, so ambitious. Like, they, like, really, like, run to the hills with this. Like, you can tell that they just took their like heart and soul didn't care about what anybody else thinks and just fucking did what they wanted to do it took the multiverse concept which we've seen a gazillion times in other movies and just put their own spin on it it was so unique awesome 
It's one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. The most random stuff <laughs> happens. It's so like silly. Like literally like characters like pull random objects out of places. Faces are put on different parts of the body. Random outfits get put on characters. Guys' heads blow up into confetti. People start like hitting each other with dildos. Like actually just... they're butt plugs. No. Come on. There were dildos. There were dildos and butt plugs. Sorry, I was focusing Both. on the butt plugs mm -hmm. specifically. But like Abby said, it's one of the most emotional movies, particularly the rock scene with the googly eyes. Like, this has been like also like making its waves on Twitter. Like people are like all have been referencing the googly eye rock scene forever. Not gonna spoil it. Watch the movie. And it's also one of the only movies where like their logic in the movie like doesn't make sense it like makes its own sense like this movie like literally like just like makes up the weirdest shit but like you're sitting there and you're like wow like in everything bagel really is the center of the universe it is and i, I, and it I believe is for it. me i run on that shit. yeah and um going into like the cast michelle yo deserves all the praise for this movie and so does the rest of the cast. Every person just, like, is so perfect. And I love hearing, like, Michelle Yeoh and just, like, the rest of the cast talk about this movie in interviews. Because you can tell, like, this is just, like, a movie that they loved making. Mm. Like, I always love to hear when, like, an artist or, actor or an actress, like, really yeah. loves it. Michelle's and she's so grateful. for her Golden oh, Globe was so, so good. And this movie was really important with bringing in like representation to um not only asian american um actors and actresses and characters but older asian american characters michelle yo has talked about um many times how she felt like you know her opportunities were done how she wouldn't really book many more roles and she wouldn't ever be able to make this kind of movie again and then um the daniels gave her this movie and she really found herself with this movie and she felt important and you know it's just so good it's probably going to be ending up being one of my favorite movies of all time i think it already is yeah i Go watch I it really i really really want this movie to win best picture at the oscars i don't know i i don't I, trust I the oscar really voters ever in my life doesn't. but i i just don't trust the oscar voters i think they will I have but they, with this but one. it's uh, the, with this uh, one. the only thing that, the only thing that's getting me is that Spielberg released a movie this year and they they love Spielberg and that's rightfully so Spielberg's great he's fucking great I just I think you know Parasite winning Best Picture gives me hope because I didn't you know, expect Parasite I, to win Best that's Picture that's what I always but I say but then they fucked me over the next year. I always I I yeah. say the Oscars are like an abusive ex because sometimes they'll be like so nice and sweet to me like when they gave Juno um best screen original screenplay I'm like oh the Oscars you get it guys that is the best original screenplay that year or like Parasite I'm like mm -hmm. yes that is the best picture this year and then they'll be like Green Book for best picture it's like no guys that's not what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not what anyone wanted they did slay with giving um you know when they did slay when they gave moonlight best picture yeah. over la la land <laughs> the 
Oh, that's so. That's still such a funny fucking year. <laughs> there I, was a mistake I can't made. That uh, yeah. Too funny. When they accidentally announced the wrong movie. Yeah. So that's our top five movies. Yeah. We also gave tons of honorable mentions. So start out your 2023 watching some movies. Catch yeah. up on your Wait, movies from oh, last year. To, to end this podcast, Jake, what is your most anticipated movie of 2023? Oh, God. I don't know. Okay. Well, I'll say mine while this. you think about it. My most, I feel like my most anticipated is going to be yours too, is Barbie. Oh, my God. You're so right. I literally, I cannot wait to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot wait to live, breathe, eat, sleep that movie. Like I, oh, I, I know. Like I, I have literally seen. There's literally been one trailer that has very small snippets of the movie, and I am like, yeah, Greta gets it. Greta, she gets it. That's Barbie. And I just watched a movie where Ryan Gosling was like. It was a comedy with Brian Gosling in it, and I was just like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I get the vision. He he is Ken. He's funny. He's a funny little man. He does like little high pitched screams in this movie." And I was like, "Oh, it's Ken. He gets it." Okay, I'm so excited. So Barbie, I have two. So Barbie is one. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll name. Okay, there's actually a lot that I'm anticipating. <laughs> okay. Okay. I have to say, not because of the movie, but because of an actress in the movie, is The Little Mermaid. Like, mm. Halle Bailey, I want to see her performance in The Little Mermaid. Yes, but that's like, it. That's the I only don't care about I the rest see of that, that movie. shit. No, I don't care. <laughs> I've lost faith in Disney at this point with their remakes. I hate them. I'll um, listen to the soundtrack. Mermaid, I don't think I'll really see the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What else? Um... I honestly am anticipating the Mario movie just because I think it'll be so bad it's good. Okay. I mean, I get it. I get it. I, I get really it. do. Um, like, like I, I think it'll be so terrible. Like, I just want to see Chris Pratt, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, fail? Me too. Good. I love seeing that man fail. Yeah. Um, And also, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I'm excited for Bo is Afraid. I think that's going to be probably one of my top movies in 2023. Mm-hmm. But I already talked about that one, so I won't bore you with more yeah i think i think that's ending this episode yeah when i move back to school and everything we'll get back on our to our best ability our yeah regular ish yeah don't yell at us if we don't because we're busy fucking people okay yeah we work we're students literally get off our back but thank you for listening as always and watching if you watch um on youtube (laughs) Mm -hmm. um this will be obviously releasing at some point we'll have more coming as usual and have a good rest of your day night whenever you're listening yeah bye all au revoir